0: Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And I'm going to dive straight in today with what I'm figuring out. And this is the first time we've recorded a podcast since Mr. Boris Johnson announced his plan for the UK leaving lockdown. And that has brought up lots of figuring out <laughs> things. Mm-hmm. Um, but in particular, there's two aspects of it, which I think would be useful just to share. So one of them is like, what have I gained from the last year, what have I learned about myself? What things have I added in that I definitely want to keep going, doing going forward. So one of the things was I got super back into playing tennis, like last summer, I started playing tennis with my friends and I was like, yeah, I actually want to continue to do that. I'm thinking actually like I might find out what happens at the local tennis center like i'm gonna like actually maybe this is gonna be a new hobby because you know i need an interest in life so that when i start dating again i've got something to talk about so um (laughs) i was thinking this might now be a new hobby (laughs) (laughs) so like that's one of the things i've been thinking about and i'm trying to think about maybe like yeah i have really enjoyed walking outside but i don't imagine i'm still going to do that seven days a week so but what does that look like is it me just Making a commitment, at least like on weekends, going to like a good country park. um And yeah, so trying to think about things that I've done that I think have been really valuable and keep them going. And then also try and take a little bit of time to just think about what life used to be like and think, I don't have to go back to exactly that. Like, this is the choice. Mm. And I was explaining to someone recently, like, we've got. Sometimes we don't realise what's happening because we're so on the treadmill in life just happening. But we've had this opportunity, like this is actually a blank sheet for us to restart in a way that like, normally we would never have that opportunity. So, you know, if I'd always been like,
1: you know, I
0: always went to the gym at this time and I always did my like exercise and I'd see this friend on the weekend and I'd call someone at like 12 o'clock on a Sunday. It's like, you don't have to do any of it. Like loads of those things have gone out the window. So actually yeah. now we can be intentional and so yeah I'm really trying to just think okay what things did I not actually I am mean, like not gonna let myself fall back into the trap and I think that's the thing as well like it could be really easy just to be like let's just flip back to the old life but actually mm-hmm. I don't think it's the best thing so I'm just trying to actually like know what things if people ask me to do them for example should I say no like what boundaries could I be putting up to not return to that old life so that's mm-hmm. what I'm figuring out. I
1: think that's really important yeah okay and obviously I'm with you there figuring out this whole lockdown shenanigan and um, now Bojo is releasing us out to the wild once more um, but I am actually figuring out something I'm gonna say trivial but then I want to say that back because I want to own it as a woman but I make up Ooh. so I had this sort of epiphany <laughs> that I'm going to be teaching in college and um, so I'm going to be in front of other human beings for the first time in like a year (laughs) so that's going to be interesting and I have to wear a mask the entire time we are not allowed to take it off once and so I thought I really need to up my eye makeup game here you know like I want to feel nice I want to feel good and there's no point putting lippy on because no one's going to see it so I and I'm obsessed at the minute with watching makeup lives on Instagram I don't know why I do not know why I've never been a makeup girl at all I've worn makeup and I probably wear the least makeup ever in my life right now but I do think there's that inner girliness in me that is screaming to get out of it and maybe like doing some nice eye makeup is an easy way for that. So I'm obsessed with Katie Jane Hughes on Instagram. She's from Manchester, lives in New York. So I feel like a bit of an affiliation with her. And um, I just watch her literally do her makeup. It's so weird. It's like makeup porn. But anyway, I'm gonna um, look at getting like a nice eyeshadow palette and maybe, yeah, just uh, experimenting with a few different looks with cool. the spring summer 2021 well I it. that's
0: one of the things to try to figure out because that was probably meant to be one of my lockdown figuring out things like I think when we first <laughs> went into yeah. lockdown I was like do you know what I'm gonna learn about makeup because I've never invested any time in understanding one single makeup look except for when it was the Olivier yeah. Awards and it'd be the night before the Olivier's and I'd be like oh what am I going to do with my eyes tomorrow and then try and find something and that like, was always a disaster and I'd always try not to like, find a new hair look the night before so I was like oh but you've got this time at home so you should do it and I've done nothing so I'm super excited to see what eyes ideas you come up with and I'll be ideas. I hope some, there'll be some pics <laughs>
1: Yeah, oh, definitely. And one of my best friends, um, Fix Up Look Glam, is a makeup artist. So, um, and she sort of just knows like what I'm a bit lost. I'm a bit like, what do I buy? Like, you know, what colors? Like, I don't really know. So, I'm going to be um asking her for some advice um on that. So yeah, Ooh. excited.
0: And um, I have been watching TV still because we're still in lockdown, and I did a proper cheesy <laughs> super like so far from me and every other bit of my life but it is very me it was a film called feel the beat so obviously okay. dance 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 you dance, can't dance, see dance, that. I mean, my shoulders she Um and it's basically about a sort of um failed broadway dancer who um ends up having to go back home and she comes from a very small town um in america like you know, in the town that seems to be like a high street <laughs> and mm-hmm. like, you know like they're really really small and it's this idea like, I feel
1: like you've gone back in time a bit
0: yes and I think okay. given everything that's happened with me over the last year I was just like oh actually I think this gonna be really fun and this idea of like her coming back and like going back to her old dance school that she was in and just that I suppose it feels like two very different worlds and therefore it feels like a massive step back but then mm. obviously you know she learns lessons etc you you can imagine this it's not deep <laughs> but it meant it got me back in the dancing mood and also just made me to think about this idea of how we can you know I'm really honest that I've moved back to Nottingham and that can it can feel like a step back like to go from mm. New York back to her like for me to go to London like being in the capital there is this sense of like You've made it, and it's that, oh, yeah. like the high life, and what happens when you leave. So it felt just very uh, like timely and in line with my life. But it was also nice to see some dancing because you know I love some dancing.
1: Have you watched The Prom on Netflix?
0: No, I haven't. And as this is, I think it, I yeah. watch. No, I've not watched it.
1: Oh, I mean, it's 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 good. There's are some criticism around it, but it is very like. For us ladies who love a bit of musical theatre, it is is nice. So, yeah, I recommend that. Okay, great stuff. Well, um, I have decided after... About three years (laughs) of debating it. This is terrible, isn't it? Side note, we are so used to getting things for free when it comes to things we watch, aren't we? Mm -hmm. That I think when you then are expected to pay for something, you're a bit like, what? But no, I have these all these subscriptions and like why would I pay for something? So um I've wanted to watch the L word, which is basically like a lesbian-based drama in LA. Um, It came out about 15 years ago. I've wanted to watch it for years, but it literally isn't streamed anywhere. You have to buy it. Um, And then there was like a a valentine's day offer where it was half price so i just thought oh fine i'll just buy the first series um because it's like 15 pounds a series and i know it sounds silly but it's like over 100 pound then to watch like the whole Mm. of the hour which just seems crazy when you're paying like seven pound a month for netflix and you can watch like three thousand films so um yeah so so me and my partner um bought that and downloaded it and we just kind of just could totally smash through the first series we're now on the second series and you know we've we've spoke about this in the podcast before representation it's just so refreshing to be able to watch women like you you know and and just hear conversations like the conversations you have and it also makes you very jealous and want to move to LA and own like a cool cafe and hang out with loads of lesbians but um yeah it's just it's just been so lovely to watch something where I see myself like a lot rather than like in one little scene or Mm. I see myself depicted as like the butch one or, or whatever it may be like it's just like it's like Sex and the City for lesbians, that's what mm. I would say.
0: And when yeah, was it made 15 so years ago, you said?
1: Yeah, so I think it started, they started the film in like 2004-ish and then it ran, I think it's like six or seven series. And then they recently made a, like a, a new one, Like I think last year they released like a Generation Q or something um, with a couple of the characters in. Um, But yeah, we've gone back old school and started watching it from from the beginning
0: i think that's really interesting that it's managed to keep itself off like it hasn't oh been copied gosh. or yeah. like that's amazing because literally i feel like everything it seems to be like it gets ripped straight away um mm. so that's really amazing something that out there is no one's leaked it no one's managed to rip it or anything
1: yeah exactly so yeah I've uh I've, I've now paid for it and I'm very glad, glad I did so mm. I'm yes. super impressed I'm
0: literally like how do we get more people to like I want to know how they money to like protect it because it's I mean it's yeah. an important conversation when it comes to IP um you know as creatives people should get paid for their work
1: yeah and I think sex and sit is the same I don't think you can what you can watch the films but I don't think you, you've ever been able to watch the series anywhere like I have I have the DVD box set not that I have a DVD player this is the weird thing is that now you've got all these DVDs without anything to play them on and so we actually bought it through like Amazon Prime so it's like mm. we've got it digitally now so we can watch it whenever. But, yeah, that's a whole new weird well, this concept. Is, but.
0: This is the thing, because I, um, in my flat, I didn't have a TV license because I just had a DVD player, and I had, like, mm-hmm. 15 DVDs that I've had my whole life, basically. I'd just watch that. If I really had a craving that I wanted some TV to go on, I'd just put something on. i um, have yeah. watch the Beyoncé concert for the 150th time. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm not getting rid of that until that DVD player literally dies. I was like, I'm not yeah. letting go because otherwise all my DVDs, all my like awful DVDs I've had since I was like, loads of teen flick films, I'm not letting go of them.
1: No, not at all. How will you watch The Notebook?
0: It <laughs> you know was really funny is my mum has got mm. that on a DVD and she was like, I think we should get rid of this. And I was like, no, oh. don't get rid of The Notebook.
1: No. Never sacrilege, it's a classic. Um yeah, but no, re- really good. And and it, it even, you know, whether you're a queer woman or not, it's um yeah, it's it's a, a really, really good
0: series. So yes yeah, sounds mm, really it. good. Well, I have been reading the um quite a different book. So I chose this book for Book of the Month in March for Providence mm-hmm. Book Club, which if you're not familiar, mm-hmm. it's my book club that I run for ambitious women. And this book caught my eye because it's not like anything I've ever really seen before. So it was called, The Serendipity Mindset, The Art and Science of Creating Good Look* by Dr. Christian Bush. Um, and it's produced by Penguin Penguin Life, who um, did send me a free copy. Um, but the reason why I agreed to send it was I just genuinely was interested in this idea of like the subtitle, The Art and Science of Creating Good Luck. Because I think- yeah. There's was something about that idea that could we manufacture it? And he's like, he's a researcher, he's like, it's a very, like the end notes and the appendices is like, <laughs> I think he's really gone to town on it. So it's really a properly researched book, but it's really got me thinking about how, like, can we producing more luck? And, you know, there's lots of times where people talk about this idea of, I'm in the right time, the right place, but actually what hmm. um, the book is about is, you can, lots of people could be technically in that same place at that time, but it's about taking opportunities. And so he walks you like through. There's like three main different models of actually how different can happen. Um, so it's about these ideas of how to be like setting off triggers. Um, talks about connecting the dots, which is something. That there was a bit in it that really spoke to me was this idea of the stories that we tell and actually. So many of us do have these moments of serendipity, but we write them out. So we have, we are so used to trying to tell a linear story that that is what we tell, even if it's not true. So actually, if it was all a squiggle and it was all a mess and this happened and then accidentally someone else came into your life and they told you this and it made you pivot and you do something else. That's not the story we tell. (laughs) We say, yeah, I had this idea. I did A, B and C and I ended up at D. And actually, when we start to tell ourselves that story, we are getting rid of some of the important information. And then actually we forget it after we tell it a few times and then we can persuade ourselves that's actually what happened. um And then what else I just found really useful in the book was this idea of how can we be opening ourselves up to be getting more good luck? And so it talks about how to make like serendipity triggers or serendipity bombs. And this idea of like, putting yourself out there and and there's quite a decent chapter around like the importance of your network and the people around you and like strong ties and weak ties and communities and like basically you have to be in the world for opportunities but there are also reasons why your your network does have an implication to probably how much luck you are going to be experiencing which I think yeah. you know some of the conversations obviously and I've had before like the are definitely stuff where Um, like he talks about like diversity of your networks and like the access that some people have to different ones um and so there are like issues around like yeah it could be because of a like there are significant issues from a socio-economical perspective why some people probably do have less opportunity than others which i thought was interesting but regardless everyone can make themselves be more lucky you can actually open yourself up to have more serendipity in your life and that's given me hope especially right now because actually there's a quiz that you have to take and my score was really quite low but what was interesting is i was like we've missed this for a whole year like we've missed this opportunity to sit next to a complete random art, bump into them have a conversation mm. and see what that brings many of us have not had any of those opportunities recently so yeah to actually have that sort of open mindset as we go back into the real world, I think it's very timely for me.
1: Mm, I love the concept of luck. I think it's from a fi- can't say that, philosophical point of view as well, it's quite interesting. And I remember just a few things that came to mind then when you were saying that, first of all, you've got to be in it to win it, the lottery tagline, that came mm. to our, you know, when you were saying it like, I think there can be, um, people can be jealous of lucky people and then if you really grill get down to the bones of it it's like well those people are out there trying to look for opportunities and the people who are jealous are you know and it's sort of quite black and white in, in that sense you know and and like when people say I never win the lottery there's there's the the joke isn't there like I never win the lottery well have you bought a ticket no <laughs> <laughs> well it's like you know but I also remember um on a similar vein like my mum to say oh you're such a lucky child because I'd win all these like competitions you know I always won competitions but it's because we entered, like, like you know. So it was maybe there was an element of luck to it that I maybe won more than you know statistically I should. But I just find it really interesting that art and science blend, you know. Mm-hmm. With, um, the, there definitely is that that um, scientific element to it, which is so interesting. But like you just said, Cheryl, it's just you've got to make the opportunities, haven't you've got to be willing to open up to them and attract them and. To enable that look, it's like you have to be an an, an enabler of look, you know. Yeah. So, I and then the, book, really it, like the it, of that book.
0: It does talk about blind look and serendipity. So you could possibly say mm. like the lottery is a blind look one, like it truly is a raffle. But there were other yeah. things like he talks about two of the exact same people that are told to go to a coffee shop. They put money on the floor outside and you have to step in and there's like a businessman that's sitting on the closest table to the counter and the lucky person like spots the money and then when they get a drink they sit down they start having a great conversation with that person versus the person that thinks they're unlucky misses the money sits down doesn't talk to the person and it's like so in their own world and so for me it's just this idea of like if you believe you're lucky as well you're just going to see the good in so many things that are around you that it's this like self self-fulfilling prophecy
1: Prophecy, which seems to be coming yes. up a lot recently. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah, I need to read that book. Definitely, definitely. Thank you for sharing that one. And I love seren- serendipitous stuff. I think it's a very beautiful part of life. Um, well, while you've been reading, I've been listening to a bit of Brené. Um, so um, she interviewed Roxanne Gay and Debbie Millman um, on her podcast and Roxanne Gay is like um, a social writer so she's just released like um, a course on is it with Mastermind you know the the sort of platform where you learn Mm -hmm. from experts and she does um, sort of social justice writing so she's written a few books about ones about hunger and the reason why she's Um, a larger woman due to trauma when she was little and and things like that and then Debbie Millman um, is someone I adore because she's basically like a branding queen Mm -hmm. so she um, has this like is the only like branding proper branding school in the world based in New York and she's like just this so well respected like branding legend um and she's actually had like um it wouldn't be called podcast then but she's had a podcast show for like 17 years but obviously it's probably started as like a radio show or something like that and it's you know and she interviews the most amazing people so I I went to listen to it just because I love Debbie Millman not realizing that these two have fallen in love and got married and I was like oh and and do you know what the nicest thing was so you know I know Brené is all about um probably talking about the more emotional softer side of things um but because of these two women because they're quite strong business women I thought this will be about you know um building their their own brands writing etc and most of the podcast was about how they fell in love Hmm. and there was just something about it that was just so unexpected and they were they're both older women I think Debbie Millman is in her 50s Roxanne is in her late 40s and they just spoke about this and it, it was about an hour speaking about how they fell in love like both interjecting each other both going through all the tales and how laborious it was and And honestly, whether you're straight or queer or whatever, it was just such a beautiful thing to listen to. I don't know. It was, it was just, there was just a bit of magic to it. And, and they were very raw with it as well. Cause like one of them was like, I chased the other one. She wasn't interested. She ignored my emails and all this. (laughs) And it was all just like, yeah, I think if you're single right now, it, it's just the most heartwarming thing to listen to and or if you're a mature woman again and you know you're looking for love it's just yeah it just it ticks so many boxes for me and I just had to share it because it was just really beautiful.
0: Mm, That does sound nice and interesting because you said it wasn't what you expected as well like I think we can have preconceptions around when we see someone's Mm. name that's nice that they actually managed to speak about something different because that probably yeah has opened your eyes in a different way
1: exactly exactly so yeah I will I will pop the link to that in Hmm, very nice well so what's our I was just gonna say what's our life from this week Cheryl
0: so I'm inspired by the book um the seven liberty mindset and I'm gonna ask you do I trust myself as lucky and then why or why not and I really think this is an interesting question because, as I said, I do believe it's self-fulfilling prophecy. Why can't I say it today? Neither of us can speak today, it's fine. Um, <laughs> because I do think, if you think you're lucky, you know, it's like being an optimist, you see the bright side of things, the glasses half full, and there's, all these things start to reinforce themselves. But also I think there is, it'd be really interesting to do this over different times because I think we probably do go through phrases where You know, I was really honest in the books when we were talking about it. And I was like, you know, a lot of things went wrong for me last year. (laughs) Like, I was totally in my right to say things that weren't that much in my control. I definitely felt as if luck was not on my side. I've got some seriously non-lucky cards. And we can all go through that. But then the reverse can be, you know, I won lots of premium bonds this week. Oh, am I now going to have a lucky streak? And you know how we feel? Like, I definitely do buy the lottery sometimes. And I... We think oh something else has happened, something else happened, like oh I'm in a lucky streak. Oh, we better go and buy the lottery now. And this idea that we think like it is this cumulative thing that like, once you're lucky, it's gonna keep on happening. So I think it's yes. just a nice one um to ask probably a few times and see, you know, we all have a general tendency about how we feel about luck, but also um we can have a time specific times where we feel unlucky or lucky. And I think if you do feel unlucky, I would be pushing you to say, if you imagined you were lucky, what could you write down that would be reinforcing that? Like, what examples mm-hmm. could you find that you would say, "Oh, actually, no, that is an example of me being lucky. That has been something good that was didn't have to happen, but it did happen."
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I do like that, and it'll be interesting if people. i I was just thinking then when you asked that question of certain people in my life, if I asked them that question, um if some people would say well it's just hard work you know like I I make my own look I work hard I you know and that's interesting isn't it um and whether that's brought up that in you or if you're like the other way and like yeah I just I'm really lucky because I embody it and everything's just flow to me and so yeah I like that one I think that's a nice little nighttime journal prompt for me so thank you right well we will leave you there this week thank you once again for listening um if you want to reach out to us it's free and figuring it out at gmail.com or you can find us on instagram and facebook at free and figuring it out we will see you next week